hello and welcome in. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad you are a listener. Not a great intro. We'll work on that. Um, hello, if you're new, I am Adam Steiner, and this is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer. The goal of this podcast is really to dive in to the home building industry, really mediate the relationship between builders and buyers, get everybody at the table, talking the same language, knowing the same information to help the process be better. So that's my goal with the podcast. I love it, really enjoy it. I'm happy you're here, as I said in the beginning. Today, I have another awesome interview. I've just been so amazed by the awesome people that are willing to give me some time to share information with you. It's really cool. So today is another great one. Really great guy. His name is Jeff Borley. He's been a carpenter in the residential industry for around the last 20 years and then a project manager for the last 10. He works for Connect Building and Design. It's an upscale custom home builder renovator in the central Alberta region awesome interview. He has, he's an absolute quote machine, has a ton of stuff just about working in the field, actually relaying information from the office to the field, how the stuff gets built, what helps, all that. I won't bore you with any more details. Here is Jeff. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, you bet, Adam. Tough to be here. Um, so... Share with me a little bit. Why did you get into this crazy industry? Well, I was a uh, residential framing carpenter, well, residential and commercial, I guess, um, framing carpenter for about 12 years. Um, that ran its course. I still enjoy it, but I wasn't enjoying it as much as I did. Um, I, so I came into it right out of high school. Um, construction was always a passion for me. So got into that, got into framing, did that for about 12 years. Uh, didn't have the passion for it anymore. I went to work in a cabinet shop for a friend, did that for a couple of years, learned a lot of things there. And then actually a skiing injury led me to having to make a career change. A previous employer of mine, I saw an ad, they needed a project manager, so I thought that fit the bill pretty well. I stepped in and got that job, and I've been doing it since, in about 10 years now. That's awesome. Um, so the field side of I'll be frank with you is a little bit underrepresented on this podcast. Um, talk to a number of people that, that work in offices around the home building industry, but no, not too many f- that um, represent the field and are in the field on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, right. thanks for being the first to be on here. Um, it's, <laughs> it's such an important part of the process. And I think it's the least understood from the outside looking in. Let's start with just, from my seat, you know, I work in an office all day and I send drawings and things to the field. What's, what are, what are some things that are really helpful as far as office to site communication? Um, what, what do you see? What do you like to see? Um, what are, what are some ways we can get better in that? Well, honestly, my office is my truck. It, it yeah. really is. Um, I carry a laptop with me. We try as hard as we can. Uh, lots of the houses we do are infill sites, so we're not typically working in a in a new subdivision. So lots of times we do still have services to our houses where we can get Wi-Fi installed. So oh, nice. if we get Wi-Fi on a site, then I have a laptop, I have my truck, I have a desk in my truck. Literally, I've made a desk for my truck. Um, most of the stuff we do is cloud-based. So getting office documents to me 
I have everything as quick as I possibly could. It's That's awesome. no different for me than being in the office or being on site. So that's, that's a nice thing for when I'm dealing with guys on site, boots on the ground. Um, I do keep a binder. I always keep a binder with a lot of specs for the build. On site, you know, if I'm not there, the guys all know they can refer back to that binder. Um, it has things like the appliances, um, layout, color selection, um, flooring layout. But the problem with those is we, we're a fairly custom renovator and builder. Right. Custom homes are ever evolving. So there's a <laughs> lot of yeah. updating to do in those binders. If I don't do my job of having that binder updated, things can get missed very easily. So I try not to rely on those and I try not to rely on an office. Um, another thing I don't rely on is the office of a particular trade to get the information to the boots on the ground. So I won't rely on the plumber's office to get um, what brand of valves are we using on a shower to the guys on the ground. I try and be there with them so I can deliver them the information as the project flows. Um, that's the long and short of it is office to site, the idea is there, but quite often, um, especially working custom homes, Things are changing daily. So as fast as those changes are happening, I need to be able to deliver it to the guys on site. So I basically work from a phone or a laptop in my truck and try and be on site as much as possible. So how much of your time is spent like on an average site a day? Uh, it depends how many we have on the go. Like right now, we have two fairly custom builds going on and they require a lot of attention. I'm probably splitting my days. I'm probably four to five hours on each one. each day. And then, especially during COVID, I not to go to the office where I'm working from my home office. Sometimes I'll spend an hour or two at the home office at night, prepping myself for the next day or um, reiterating changes that might have happened during the day or talking to homeowners or whatever it might be. That's awesome. Um, the next question I have in here is what do people in the field love? And I, I feel like I know one right off the bat is, um, just the accessibility to the project manager site super for you to be meeting with them. Um, what are some other things that field people love as far as it pertains to like the office communicating and, um, the selections being made, things like that. Um, as far as what they love, I'm a real firm believer that people, people in the field just love to see their hard work. They love to be able to take a step back and see what they built and find respect for. And of course, there's, there is people in this field, in construction, that are in it for other reasons. Some of it might be financially, some because they're, you know, they feel like they're pigeonholed into a career. But it's important to keep reminding them what they do is noble and appreciated. They can, they can drive by this project in the next 50 years and point to their kids, grandkids, and say, hey, I, I had my hands on that. I put the roof on that house, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's just trades love stepping back, seeing what they've done, and having that wow factor, right? And being respected for it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great answer. Um, on the flip side, what do people in the field hate? What makes their jobs harder? Oh, changes. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Yeah. It just changes. 
Yeah. Um, now, like I said, we're a fairly custom builder. And in our market, a lot of our trade partners, they're used to working on spec or at a predefined scope. So they know when they sign that contract to go through the work, they know exactly what they're getting into. This is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. We're going to put in XYZ fixture, and this is going to be this color, and we'll do six of those this year kind of thing, right? We, we aren't that builder. Um, we are all about whatever our customer wants, that's what they're going to get. So if, lots of times when they see changes, they get pouty. And I get it. Nobody likes undoing work they've already done. But at the end, it's all about making sure your client is happy and we reach their goal. Um, it's, a, it's always a good reminder to let them know we aren't building a house, we're building a home. As John Horan from Vintage Builder says all the time. You know, yeah. We're building a home, not a house. So treat it like that. Right? Um, the other thing is criticism. Um, I find that especially through with partners, and maybe that's me being a carpenter myself, but um, I would say every framing carpenter I've ever met over the years thinks they're God's gift to lumber, right? They have they have a closed mind when it comes to how they're doing it or why they're doing it, and when they get a suggestion on a different way, they get pouty about it. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, maybe that criticism comes and you're, you're and I hate to keep picking on framers, but maybe you're suggesting they do it away because financially it makes sense. We all know lumber costs are crazy right now. Um, maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it saves you time. Um, maybe it costs more money, but the product is a better outcome. Either way, they're generally skeptical when you're changing their process of case development. Um, we're lucky to work with a really good group of people that are in it for the best we can do as a team. But I, I would say the number two thing is nobody likes having their work criticized. Yeah. Do you have any examples of times it's went well when you've asked them to change the process for the better? Like how do, what are the steps you take? You know, if this sounds childish, but it's always about making the idea theirs in my mm. eyes. So if I can, if I can present an idea to a trim carpenter on you know, maybe his process through a house so I'm able to free up the floor of a house for the, my painter coming in behind him. Um, I just sometimes have to spin it as their idea. Like, hey, why don't you, why don't we work on doors and windows on this floor and then I can get you to start just laying some subfloor on the second floor kind of thing, right? And yeah, I find if I can spin them to, you know, We'll do that because I'll have my laborer come in next week and he can haul all those sheets of subfloor to the second floor for you to save you the time. Now it feels like it's in their best interest to do it. And like I said, it, it feels childish and you have to trick them into these things, but <laughs> it seems to work for me. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I feel like a really helpful point of advice there. Um, site management. I, I feel like site management is really the core of home building. Obviously, like nothing happens without that. Um, but it's also, as I mentioned earlier, it's one of the most misunderstood, especially clients building, don't really know a lot about what a project manager or site super does on a daily basis. What 
What are ways a client can tell looking from the outside in that a builder is managing their sites well, managing their jobs well? Well, to me, it's all about ducking and weaving. Um, you, you just have to keep a project flowing. No yeah. waste of days due to mismanagement of your trade time or mismanagement of material collection or mismanagement of order of ordering material. Um, it's important to have an ever evolving schedule, especially in these times. Like we've had, we've had product delays that take months because of COVID. Like I waited shakes on a project, like exterior shakes to go on the exterior of the house, hardy shakes. I waited four months for it. Wow. The exterior is done in the house and we're still waiting for shakes. Right. So yeah. it's all about ducking and weaving and just making sure that progress is happening in places. Um, and I think if you do that, you'll have a happy client. It's a successful build. Um, but it's the stale days where, you know, client shows up to site. And you, you touched on this a bit on previous podcasts about, you know, clients coming in and having access to the site or having access to supplying trades to a site. Um, we have that all the time. Our, our clients are popping in quite often. Yeah. And if they pop in and they see, hey, there's, there's no one here, they expect, oh, well, now my possession day just got pushed one more day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yep. take long for a client to start adding up all those days, right? So as long as you're ducking and weaving, getting things happening, you know, oh, hey, we have a delay here, but let's go ahead and push this up a week so that we can manage that. Um, and the other thing is cleanliness. If you have a dirty job site, you will have an angry homeowner. Every yeah. Time. Yeah. Those are the, those are usually the two things. things organized. Yeah. I would totally agree, Jeff. I think those are the two things, you know, nothing about the building site. You notice if somebody's not working and you notice if it's messy, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I think those 100%. are. Yeah. Um, on that note of just site management and um, managing a job site, making sure people are there every day. Um, I know you know this, you, you probably live by this, but the, the trade relationships and subcontractor relationships are so key to running a good building company. Um, what are some signs and symptoms that a builder is doing it well um, and has good relationships with their, their partners? It, it's honestly such an important part of the project to have a good relationship with your trade. Um, and it's all about respect. I carry a lot of respect for my trade and what they do for a profession, but I also expect it back. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these projects, we're providing multi-million dollar offices for these guys to come and work at. Yeah. Right? When the, and when our crews can show us that they respect the work they're doing on the project, that they're afforded, or that we're afforded, then I reward that back with praise and respect. Right? Um, I try to make it a goal every day to make it clear to one of our crew on one of our projects that what they're doing is respected and appreciated. That might just be, uh, hey, thanks for stepping up and doing that, or hey, what you did there looks really good. Right? But I think it's the highest level of praise that you can give them, is just let them know that what they're doing looks good, or they've done a, you know, it's a job well done. Um, I think the highest level of praise that I get is when I hear from another general contractor or home builder in our area, because let's face it, the city I'm in, we're out in Redmond, Alberta. It's a smaller city. We're only 100,000 people. But 
when I hear from another general contractor or home builder that the trades are praising us or myself in general, um, that feels pretty good. And I'm happy to say that those messages come quite often. Yeah. Uh, kudos to you. That's, that's great, Jeff. Um, that's awesome. And a great piece of advice as well. Uh, what's your personal favorite part of the job? Oh, honestly, just learning. I, I'm sure I get really annoying to, to our trades and suppliers, but I ask a lot of questions, but I learn a lot from that. Um, just yesterday, I was chatting with a painter, and he's, he's spraying in, he's cutting in some wall, some wall color next to a finished floor trim that he had masked off, and it had all finished fabrics all around him. And I had to ask him, like, you know, normally a guy would just grab a paintbrush and cut that in. Why are you doing that? And he said, well, spray finish, obviously, maybe not as obviously, but we, we all know that the spray finish looks nicer than a brush finish. And we're only talking about a four-inch piece of wall. But the amount of masking and stuff that he put into this, the time, was a lot longer than him just grabbing a paintbrush and brush it in. So I asked him, I said, you know, why do you do it that way? And he explained that part to me. And it's okay, well, your sprayer is not spraying very, like it's not a very big fan. What did you do to do that? Just turn the pressure down in your sprayer? What did you do? And I could see he was getting a little bit annoyed with me. And I thought, honestly, I'm just curious, you know, maybe I'll work on something at my own house. Maybe I'll, whatever. And so he explained, oh, I'm using, you know, a 415 tip instead of a 308. And, um, turned my pressure down a little bit. And anyway, it's those little things that I love about this job. I spent five minutes talking to my painter about what he's doing, and I learned something new. He's feeling valued because I'm stressing the fact that what he's doing is important, and I think it looks good. So he's feeling valued and respected. Um, but number one, I'm learning something, which is what I love. Whether it's talking to a painter or talking to an engineer. Yeah, that's. If anybody out there is younger and wanting to get into this field, um, write that down right there. That's that's so key. I even find it on my end, um, whether it's asking a client or, like you said, an engineer. You know, just hey, why are we doing something this way? I think there's a lot of fear that, oh, if I ask that question, people know I don't know what's going on. And oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, I found just the opposite that when you ask the question, people respect you more, not less. Um, yeah. That's a like just saying that that's a very um, what's the word? like that happens so much in my specific profession where a lot of the PMs or site supervisors, whatever you want to call them, they're too scared to ask the question to the trade because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, well, the only way to know what you're doing is to learn. So you can take workshops, you can learn from the guys on site. I mean, there's so many different ways to learn. And if you're honestly, if you're not learning something new every day in this industry, you're going backwards. So that's, that's the biggest thing is learning, learn, learn, learn all the time. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Um, if, if there is younger people listening and you were to give them a couple pieces of advice, like what, what are musts if you want to get into the construction field or want to manage homes? 
Um, if you're trying to get into the construction field, all I would say is have a driven passion. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be respectful about what you're doing. Um, and have an open mind. Um, I went through a lot of years as a young man, a young carpenter, not wanting, I had my own business and I didn't want to hire anybody older than me. I was 25 and I had these people coming to me and they, they wanted to be framing carpenters for me and I'd look at their resume and see how old they were and I'd go, well, I'm not going to hire you. I know it's discriminatory, but I wouldn't hire them because I'm scared they knew more than me. Mm. So I didn't have an open mind and I probably lost lost out on a lot of knowledge because of that. Um, but if you have passion for what you're doing and an open mind to learn new things, you're going to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Thank you, Jeff. Dropping lots of knowledge on me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody, where can people find you? What are you up to? Um, what's work look like for you? Oh, we're great now. We're just, we're coming into our busy season. I mean, we've had an extremely busy year, but uh, it's looking even better for the forecast here, even with all this craziness with COVID and lumber prices and all that stuff seems to be, work is still happening. It's good. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at uh, SiteSuitJeff, S-I-T-E-S-E-T-J-E-F-F. Um, and then our Instagram handle for the company I work for is Connect Building and Design, and that's uh, K-E-N-N-E-C-C, Building and Design. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, check him out on Instagram, by the way. It's a really good follow. Lots of interesting stuff there. Um, and yeah, I will yeah, include I, all that. I, oh, go ahead. I, I, I try to post um, a lot of learning things on there. Not necessarily just, hey, look at this. This is cool. This is this. Look, look what we did here. I like to post um, things that are, hey, we did this, and this is why we did this. Yeah. Right? And it's not yep. so much uh, us tooting our horns as us trying to, trying to get out what we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I found similar things on stuff I post on social. The the things where I'm educating far outperform the things where I'm like, Hey, I made this cool rendering of this new design. People are like, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just posted a video on like, this is the size you should draw a powder room at. And it like quadrupled my latest cool rendering video. So <laughs> just funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jeff. And um, yeah, I hope you guys coming into summer here, have an awesome summer. And if you need anything in the future, feel free to hit me up. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Adam. You can reach the show on Instagram at buyer or by email info at buyer.com. Also, I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram for my design firm. If you want to follow along, check out floor plans. I'd love to hear from you. That's Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. And LinkedIn is my name, Adam Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. And last but not least, thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.